Hi everyone and welcome to episode four of the Simon and Ross podcast. I'm joined uh, across across the Pennines uh, with, with uh, my, my uh, <laughs> fucking sheep. I think the same. Am I across? <laughs> am I across the Pennines? <laughs> from, from, you straddling them, straddling the I Pennines. Mean, <laughs> it has been said. Late, late, Lady Godiva style. I'm realistically an hour away on the Trans Pennine Express. That's the one. That's the but one. I don't think you need to uh, go Ross, through them. Ross, Ross is over there uh, in in uh, in Leeds. Say hello, Ross. Hi. Good to be back. So, episode four. Um, let's go straight into it, shall not we? Because we've just recorded another intro, so this this be weird. <laughs> That's just a flaw. That, uh, like and subscribe and do everything and uh, yeah hope you enjoy it well <laughs> where did we finish up um there's a few um, there's a few Marvel films that we that we've yet to discuss. We've covered our yeah. favourites, I think, and we've left the lesser. Well, I don't want to say lesser known, but there's there's a couple that we haven't really talked about much, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I I, I wanted to I wanted to I've reread the Infinity Gauntlet comic since last time, and I thought you'd be interested to know some of the differences between the comic and the um, films. Yeah. Am I disturbing you? Are you disturbing me? No, no, not, <laughs> not, nothing that you're saying yet has me disturbed. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just look very distracted. Um, so now, well, the, the, one of the main things is really most of it, he's already got the Infinity Stones before he goes. They call them gems as well, Infinity Gems. Mm, in doesn't sound as good, does it? Doesn't sound as doesn't sound infinity, as flash. An, an Infinity Gem. No, because um, a gem, and, a gem is something. Um, I feel like more man-made. If I hear the word gem, like it's been crafted yeah. into a gem, but I guess they have. Yeah. I guess they have been crafted by someone. I can't. Who is it that's supposed to have created the Infinity Stones? Um, it was to do with a bit the beginning of making the universe, wasn't it? Yeah, but I'm just trying to think if there's any backstory as to and all the they touch on where the infinity stones came from but who and why created them i, I can't actually remember or I, I think in, in i think in doctor strange they tell us that uh, when the, the earth was the earth was made everything formed these gems <laughs> stones I, i'll look I'll, I'll look into that and i'll let you know next time if anybody if anybody listening has got a pretty comprehensive <laughs> answer to that question then by all means um i'd say i'd say dial in but none of us have phones um drop us an let's email just say, let's just say god made them god made them <laughs> there was god when thanos was trying to destroy it all exactly um so now it's a, uh, basically um Thanos dies, and um, <laughs> for, for any of you that hasn't, uh, <laughs> I mean, why you'd be listening to it without actually having seen it? That Thanos dies, uh, or has died uh, at the beginning of the comic, and goes to meet Death, who is a lady. And lady Death he falls in love. He falls in love with her. 
Of course he and does, wants, morbid bastard. Yeah, wants to impress her. Only so, Thanos has the personality yeah. and characteristic trait to fall in love with death. Yeah. Um, so he wants to impress her. So she allows him to go and get the infinity gems or stones as long as, as long as he destroys half the population of the universe. Fair deal. He gets all the, he gets all the infinity stones, goes back and says, look, I've got all the infinity stones. What do you think? And she won't talk to him. Typical. I've done exactly what you asked. <laughs> no, she, she, at that point, he doesn't destroy everyone. Um, and then he goes, all oh, right, I, I better do it. So then he clicks his fingers, wipes out half of humanity. Um, it, it just basically does it so he can bang death. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's nothing like in the films where it's just like, oh, you know, it's, it, there's overpopulation, there's not enough food to go around. I'm, I'm very tortured about doing this, but I'm going to have to do it because it's what I believe. It's just, he wants to bang death and kills everyone. That, that's it. And does he? Does he bang death? Um, I, uh, it, no. Because <laughs> at that point, all, all of the Avengers then start turning up. Um, the, bit, the bit with, um, you know, when the Hulk uh, goes through the ceiling of um, Doctor Strange's house. Yes. Um, that's actually the Silver Surfer that does that. Um, uh -huh. He's been chasing after Thanos and finds him and then finds out what's happening and gets... Uh, thrown back to earth and he goes through um, instead. Um, the, the other big thing was, uh, what was it? Uh, Nebula. Yeah, the blue one. Is, it, is his actual granddaughter in this, not daughter and not adopted or anything like that. It, she, she is his granddaughter. Uh, he's been torturing her for years um, and is basically a zombie at this point. She's just rotting flesh and her eyes are all messed up and everything. She's, a, she's basically a zombie. Thanos gets so powerful because he destroys all the, the gods. Um, he becomes a god himself. <laughs> and at, at that point, because um, he doesn't need his body anymore, he's just like this entity that's like everywhere. So she steals the Infinity Gauntlet off his body and uses it to destroy him. So Nebula kills him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not kills him, but but uh, stops him from being a god and some and then someone who can be physically destroyed again. So it's completely one hundred percent different to MCU. No, uh, there's there's little bits of it. There's little bits. Most of the characters <laughs> there's little bits. That, uh, there's little bits. <laughs> most of the characters that are in it aren't in the films yet. I mean, I don't, I don't ever recall, even in the sort of offcuts or extended version, sort of Thanos going on a big rant about how it's the mor morally the right thing to do to click his fingers and to uh, wipe out half of um, all life in the universe. And then as a sort of side note, say, and I'll be able to get me end away with death. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, it might have worked. I, I don't know, but... <laughs> I mean, we, we, we've all done far worse for far less. <laughs> Do you want to promise? <laughs> is, that, is that sort of the, the Avengers that got the sort of the Marvel heroes that don't show up is <laughs> because that's their justification. So the likes of Silver Surfer and the X-Men, nah, Xavier just back. I've done worse for less. 
Okay. <laughs> you can't deny it. He'll 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 learn as we as we all learned. <laughs> yeah, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. You can't bang death. <laughs> no matter what she makes you do. And she'll make you do a lot. She'll have you she'll have you and your tail. I mean, me having to decorate the living room just to get mine away pales into significance, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does, yeah, yeah. And you, you painted your living room and stood there clicking at Charlotte for about an hour and nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> you just had the teapot well, thrown at your head. She, she, she disappeared. She disappeared <laughs> upstairs away from me. <laughs> she disappeared quicker than Peter Parker did. <laughs> She did say I don't feel well, and I went upstairs. So you know, that's, uh... just, just just look look down at her hands and <laughs> looked up and disappeared. Oh, she try anything to get out of it. So yeah, and also you also you asked about um, why some characters weren't in it yet and everything like that. Yeah. So uh, like Fantastic Four and X Men and things like that. Yeah. Um, that it is, I, I was right, it, it's copyright. It's all Tony owned, yeah. Uh, well, and uh, 20th Century Fox. Um, but the kind of good news with that is that Disney bought 20th Century Fox last year or the year before, so that means that people like uh, X Men were 20th Century Fox, and um, obviously Spider Man, Sony. But during the 90s, uh, Marvel Comics. Ended up ended up almost going bankrupt. Um, apparently, they invested a lot in these um, like collector's edition comics, but they made right. too many of them, so, so none of them were, were valuable. Um, so they just lost a lot of money in doing silly little things like that. So they sold a lot of the rights off to people. So like X Men and Fantastic Four and Spider Man at that point, they sold off. Um, Which is a shame because I mean I've never actually watched Fantastic Four. Um, I've never yeah. been that bothered about it. It's never really. I mean, maybe I'll have a change of opinion about that when I watch it, just like I did with all the yeah. others. But um, yeah, I think X Men. You know that that is a shame, really, because if you think if you, you know, there's some really good characters in X Men, and it, and it, and it would have made the um, it would have made MCU um, even better with the likes of well, Magneto and yeah. But I mean, they they are they're twentieth century Fox, so Disney now own them. Yeah. So they're now they're now going to introduce them into the MCU eventually. Yeah. Whenever that happens. Yeah. Have Have you watched yeah. Have you watched the X Men films recently? Um, not recently. No, I think I'm again. The, the most recent one I watched was I, I, I saw the latest one when it came out in the cinema. The one that's mainly about yeah. Jean Grey. Oh right, uh, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, is that yeah. any good? Um, I think I think you are the only person that went to see it, <laughs> from what I can gather. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't all that. I mean, to be honest, I I, I didn't like any of the X Men films until I watched. Um, this is a thing with me. I'm starting to learn. You know, I'll, I won't like if the, if there's a lot of films of a particular thing. You know, I yeah. might hate the first four. I'll I'll enjoy the fifth one, then go back and enjoy the first four. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but um, I had a, it's exactly the same with X Men because I didn't really like any of them. And then when when First Class was it First Class was that the name of it? Yeah, yeah. When that came out, and I think that was the first like prequel. Yeah. 
when you had uh, a young Xavier and he was walking around. It was, you know, it, it was uh, when James McAvoy first played him. Yeah. And um, and um, Michael Fassbender first played yeah. Magneto. And and I've, I've always been a massive fan of Fassbender. I think he's a an awesome actor. I think I first saw him in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, that's, that's. I think that's the only thing. Maybe I've probably seen him in a couple of things, but yeah, he's. But he was also he's, good he's in. Good. Um, he was also good in Prometheus and um, Convent, Covent, Convent. You know, he plays he plays the the robot, the AI, the AI that within human form. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't enjoy Prometheus at all. I, no, I, see, I like I like those films. <laughs> I see why people don't like them, but I actually do like them. Um, are you just trying to show me your tattoos today? No, I can't. No, my, my shirt is just quite. It keeps riding up as I'm talking. Well, yeah, it's got short sleeves on it. It's meant to. <laughs> There's no, there's no point in trying to pull the sleeves of a t-shirt down. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm also huddled, I'm huddled over my mic like this. I'm not sat up like you. Yeah, That's you need a, you need a higher. T- your table might be a bit low down. <laughs> all right, I'll. Uh, you keep kind of, you keep, you know, I'll, that thing that that thing that people do when they get a new tattoo and all of a sudden they start. Uh, <laughs> or, or when they've just been training the biceps quite a lot. Oh yeah. Roll it up, put a packet, packet of cigarettes in the roll up. Yeah, yeah, look at that. <laughs> when someone gets a tattoo on their ass and all of a sudden they're no longer wearing pants. <laughs> they never did that before. They're determined for everybody to see that uh, that, that bullseye on their ass cheek. What's, um, um, woman with a woman with a with a uh, breast out riding a rocket. First class was the one that I that I the first X-Men film that I enjoyed, and I went back and I thought they yeah. were all alright. I think um I mean, the, the the best one probably out of all of them was either First Class or Logan was really good. Yeah, that yeah. was a really really good film. I just feel like maybe the maybe it did take a similar journey as MCU because, like we said, when MCU was first when it well before it was actually known as MCU and they were just standalone films, the budget was obviously a lot less and it was far yeah. less established. And then as the films go on, if you compare. If you compare the first few to the likes of Infinity War and Endgame, it the difference yeah. is crazy because there's there's direct, there's they've thrown everything at it, um, and I think X Men is is quite the same. You look back at the first ones and it all just looks a little bit Halloweeny. It's like a lot of sort of kids running around in these cheap outfits and it all looks a bit. <laughs> um, well, because because obviously I, because I've I've been going through them all um, to sort of, you know to go back. What day are we on now? It's a Tuesday night. I couldn't sleep. So I came downstairs and I was going to put a film on just to try and drift off to. And that didn't work. And I thought, well, I can't watch another Marvel film because I'll have to re-watch it that night anyway. So I thought, I'll watch the X-Men films. <sighs> See, I, I, I saw the first one at the cinema when it came out. And I'd definitely seen the, second, the third one, sorry. And I, I, even at the time, I thought, that is awful. Yeah, that is just terrible. Um, so I watched the first and second, which I don't think I'd seen before. They, they are genuinely almost unwatchable. <laughs> it, it, it's it, they're awful. The only good things in them are Sir Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. And Ian McKellen, but he's he's pretty bad in them. <laughs> it's, well, you know what? Slight slight deviation. We watched a film last night, which that's what be, he is known for. Which which could be the definition of being, you know, if I say overcast, you know what I mean. Yeah. Where they've got some fantastic actors in there that are almost asleep on the job. Yeah. And um, and we watched last night. We watched Artemis Fowl. 
Right, okay. And and uh, Fatima's actually read all the books a few times, and uh, she's always read. I've I've never read the books. I, I've, I know of them, obviously. I mean, everybody I think knows the name Artemis Fowl, but I didn't know anything about you know what it was. And she's been she's been waiting for for the last year for this film to be released. Yeah. And it got released a couple of weeks ago, and the reviews were shocking. Um. So last night, um, I said, "Come on, we we." we we're probably going to stop using Disney Plus at some point because really there's not a lot on there that we actually want to watch. There's just no. a couple of, couple of last things we want to watch. So we watched Artemis Fowl last night and I was <laughs> I was shocked and appalled <laughs> at, how, <laughs> at how bad. Now, I think it was, I thought it might be one of them where, you know, people say, oh, if, if you've read the books, you'll hate it. If you haven't read the books, you might be able to tolerate it. Well, I knew nothing about the story. And I'd said to Fatima, I said, don't tell me anything about the story. Don't let's let's not go through the film saying that's different, that's different, that's different. That's, I'm just going to take it as it is at face value. <laughs> did you make did you make a sign of contract before? <laughs> but you watched it. I printed this up. There shall be no mention of the differences between the books. I made it very clear at the start and I, and I got quite a severe roll of the eyes. Um, if we get to five, well, that doesn't happen in the books. I'm turning the film off. <laughs> <laughs> And it was obviously it's got um, it's got Colin Farrell in it, um, yeah. who plays Artemis Fowl Senior. Um, it's got Judy Dench in it, who plays Commander yeah. um, Commander Roof, I think called something like that. Um, but it was it it was bad, and you could and you knew it was going to be bad within the first five minutes because just the acting was horrific, and the script. I was thinking, what have they done here? Like even yeah. who doesn't know anything about Artemis Fowl, this is a shocker. There's no excuse. Honestly, I don't feel like there's any excuse to release a piece of shit like that in this day and age with all types of people, especially Judy Dench. Oh, sorry. Judy Dench played like the commander of the fairies. And she was yeah. she, all she was she spent all the time in this ridiculous green outfit. And uh, and and she 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 had this she had this like really she sounded like an Irishman that smoked 50 a day all his life. <laughs> And and it was just it was just awful, and I could tell. I kept sort of giving Fatima side eyes, and and she was getting really wound up with it. And I think for somebody who's read the books and enjoyed it, and afterwards we talked about it, and then I started reading the reviews in full, and they've massively, massively deviated from from the books, and they've almost right. like I mean, the commander that Judy Dench played was supposed to be a bloke, and it was a bit confusing as to why they decided Dame Judy Dench would be a good fit. There was a character who was supposed to be like a bodyguard who's called Butler. Um, and at the start, <laughs> it kind of made me laugh because at the start, they really big this guy up with all of his fighting credentials. And he's like, he's done this amount of time in the Marines. He's a, he's a you know, third degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's, he's, he's won all these kickboxing tournaments and he's, he's basically made out to be the biggest badass in the world. And he comes on screen and he's, he's, he's probably about sort of four stone overweight. <laughs> and he's he's like bursting out. It's not not in like a Dave Batista way where he'll be bursting out of it because he's, he's that jacked. It's like uh, he was just this overweight dude, and I was like, none of none of this matches up, and all of the interactions look a bit like Jockey Wilson. <laughs> it was so it was so bad, and at the end of it, I was thinking, you know, when you watch a a, a book to film adaptation, and it always feels a bit rushed, doesn't it? And you almost want to go, whoa, 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 whoa! You need to fucking yeah, blow yeah. this down. You're flying. Yeah. To, and I get why that's difficult when you're making a film out of a book because you you, you know you might only read three pages, five pages, six pages at a time, and before you go to sleep or what have you. So you will yeah, you might get a yeah. few weeks out of a story. Whereas filmmakers, they've got an hour and a half, two hours. 
So like, yeah. there's not a lot you can do about that unless you want to pull a Jackson and you know Peter Jackson and make six films. Um, <laughs> and that's the only way you can do it justice. And then people start complaining about there being too fucking many. <laughs> and it going and it going too slow. So I get it from a filmmaker's perspective that it's quite a difficult thing to balance, but they've alienated a lot of fans, uh, more so than J.K. Rowling's recent transgender rants. <laughs> I, I think well obviously there's a lot there's a lot to break down in that but i think peter jackson for a start the hobbit should have been two films yeah it could, could easily have been two films uh, and it would have been a good two films rather than a, a distinctly average three film and I, and i think that the problem is as well obviously we've we've never ad, 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 adapted is that a word adapted adapted, ad, adapted a book and <laughs> Adaptated. Um, that's my superhero name. Um, Adam. Adam tainted. Adam tainted. <laughs> <laughs> and very often, one of the tricks is that. Can you just cut that... the sleeves off that t-shirt and wear it as a fucking vest? <laughs> <laughs> they tend to cut out bits for time, don't they? And they use the important bit that's in that scene. And they'll shoehorn it into a completely other scene and have it said by someone else, don't they? That's just what they do, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and I think the problem with that is that when you are doing a book that so many people have, have read and enjoyed, there's always one bit in a book that's someone's favourite bit. So if they cut that out, it's going to upset someone. I think there's cutting stuff out and then there's almost change in the entire scope because Artemis Fowl, I think, is seven books. Right. And this film essentially accounts for the first two books. Right. And I, I, I can't see them um, doing any more because, I mean, it got it got four out of ten on IMDb. It got, it got 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Rotten Tomatoes, I think, are actually a lot more generous than people like IMDb or Metacritic when it comes right. to, you know, Rotten Tomatoes. There's been some shockers and they'll give it 90%. <laughs> um, based on sort of artistic merit rather than the quality of the film whereas IMDb tend to play it quite straight down the middle but even Rotten Tomatoes only gave it 9% and I, th- and I think it's going to be another one of those um, you know the American sort of uh, the American uh, they tried to do the they tried to do the millennium Sick. Right, I'll have to say this slowly. The Steve Larson books. You know, I think I've, 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 I've tried that Tenzing today. You've probably seen it advertised. And uh, no. it's, um, well, you know, um, what was his name? Um, Sherpa, Sherpa Tenzing. He was the one of the first men to climb Everest. And he, right, he okay. used, he used um, this mix. I've, I've seen it. <laughs> Today's I've, podcast I've, is brought I've, to you by Tenzing. <laughs> If you do want to reach out, we've got over 30,000 people now that we could probably, uh, <laughs> well, we might be able to influence them if I can speak straight. The, on, millennium, third time, third... the, the millennium Trilogy. Could you say that again? That you, the Millennium you Trilogy. The Millennium say Trilogy. Sen- say, say it as a sentence. <laughs> the Americans did a really bad job of the Millennium Trilogy. <laughs> Imagine if you spoke like that all the time. <laughs> I like the guy, like the guy in the cinema. 
She was just an ordinary girl. <laughs> You know, they, obviously they used uh, Daniel Craig, didn't they? You know, we know what I'm talking about the original Swedish um, girl with a dragon tattoo, uh, and yeah, and uh, Rumi, Rumi, um, what's she called? <laughs> Rumi, vagina. <laughs> what's the name? The actress who played the um, who played Elizabeth Salander in the Swedish ones, Rumi Napache or something like that. Rumi yeah. Napache. All I can think is Rumi vagina now. What's the name? Uh, Rumi. Yeah, yeah. Numi. Numi. Numi Rapace or Rapace. However you pronounce that. But she, she, she's obviously a great actress. Um, she was also in Prometheus with Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Um, it all links together, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, she um, they did a shit job of that. They made the first instalment. They made the girl with the dragon tattoo yeah. with Daniel Craig. Yeah. Um, playing Michael Blomkvist. And it was, um, I can say that, no problem. I can't speak Swedish. As <laughs> <laughs> I get to the word millennium. <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed that. Well, the American version. Yeah. I enjoyed it because I already knew um, the story because I'd read the books. Yeah. I'd seen the Swedish originals, which are far, far, far better. Um, but it flopped. It was a it was a massive flop. That's why they only yeah. ever made the first one and didn't make the others because it did shite. Nobody liked it. So what does that say about your taste in films? <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure why we're talking about this now. <laughs> no, it's tangent city, um, isn't it? But um, yeah. yeah, I think it's we're talking about book to film where they get films wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, film, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but let's bring it back on track to Marvel because we haven't actually touched on it yet and we've been talking for about three hours. Um, yeah. so, so no, I, I'll, last thing. I, so, X Men will eventually be coming into the Marvel universe, uh, as well as Fantastic Four. The, the only, the only one really they've still got issues with is Spider Man, and everything sort of Spider Man related. So they're allowed to use Spider Man. I want to say Spider Man. Um, they're allowed to use Spider Man. Is that the trade? Oh, he's a. <laughs> Is is uh, Spider -Man. What do you do for a living? Oh, he's a Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> his dad's the Spider-Man. Um, if, if you don't book your act up and go out of college and get a trade, you're going to end up being a Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> There's no wrong with being a Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> My dad was a Spider-Man. His dad was a Spider-Man. <laughs> There's always a job here for you, son. Spider-Man Spider doesn't sort itself. Um, I knew, I knew, I knew when he was thirteen, he was going to turn out either queer or a Spiderman. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with either of them, Ross. Um, so, no, so eventually they are going to come in. Um, but no, the original X. I agree with you. The original X Men films are totally unwatchable now. Um, it is just Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen that are any good in any of it. Um, the first class and everything, it does start to become quite good. Um, and I think as well, we'd, we'd literally just, I'd literally just watched Captain America, Winter Soldier, Civil War, um, you know, all the ones around that sort of time that are literally every five minutes, they're somewhere different. You know, they're in Berlin, they're in 
Scotland, they're in wherever. And then you watch X-Men, especially X-Men 2. They literally go from Charles Xavier's school to this dam where the, the guy's got like an underground bunker and everything like that. And that's it. They're literally those two places, the whole film. Mm. And I, I remember, I, admittedly, I was incredibly tired because it was about four o'clock in the morning. I just couldn't sleep. But I think it was making me more awake, getting annoyed at the film. I should have just turned it off. Um, and, you know, an hour passes, they're still at the dam. Another half an hour passes, they're still at the dam. The dam blows up. Brilliant. End of the film. Yeah. A few of them get, few of them get killed, and you just think, well, that, that was just awful. And I thought, I'm not watching the third one, because I remember the third one being bad at the time. So I'm not going to do that one again. Um, but no, first, cl- first Class and Days of Future present past days of future past yeah they were they were good um there's a future future present yeah but logan is amazing yeah but it's not a superhero film it's no it's just a one man (laughs) but it could be just a film it could be nothing to do with yeah definitely anything yeah yeah because it doesn't really play much on the backstory of anybody does it it doesn't really no so and that's what I guess that's why one of the reasons why it was so good as well is because they weren't sort of they weren't trying to pay homage to anything they weren't leaning on anything or feeling obliged to bring out his fucking yellow suit and his silly hat it was just I was, one man in a vest I was kind of I was kind of, <laughs> 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 so you're going to be in the next episode <laughs> now one man and his dog has finished you got to fill that hole one man in a vest but isn't there one um, man in a vest and it's not Rapsi Nesbitt <laughs> An outro to episode four. Outro, outro to episode four. Okay. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. That was episode four of the Simon and Ross podcast, talking about more of MCU. Simon, some revelations, some unique opinions, some dark opinions, some unexpected trinkets of knowledge. There was, there was definitely a little bit of all of them in there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um. And as always, like and subscribe, Simon and Ross podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and uh, stay tuned for our um, Twitter page as well. (laughs) Bye. Bye.